0: Welcome to How We Did It, a podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists. This podcast is powered by e Dental Solutions, and all of the guests are e top practice providers that share their experiences, best practices, and what set them apart in their communities. So welcome everyone to today's episode of our Top Practice podcast. Today, I'm really excited to introduce Dr. Mike. White of Dr. White Smile. He was our uh, August of 2021 Top Practice winner. Thank you for joining me today and and, uh, isolating some time on your Friday to spend with me and talk about your top practice.
1: Oh, absolutely. And thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So um, we'll just kind of jump right into the questions and tell me a little bit about yourself and what got you into dentistry and what that journey in the dental industry looks like.
1: Oh boy. That's a, no, that's a good amount. Um, okay. About me, I live in Richmond, Virginia. Um, love travel. Um, and I love connecting with people. I'm very much like a people person. I think that's really where I find like my, my happiness in life is, um, you know, that type of thing. Um, I've been a dentist for about eight years now. And have a, a great practice called Dr. White Smile. Um, we work a lot to bring, um, you know, just like a feeling of, you know, professionalism, modern technology, and just like comfort and safety to people. Dentistry can be challenging, and um, I know it's not something that people love to experience. And if we can help that experience, you know, get on the other side of it in in a, a way that uplifts others and helps them to just you know find their happiness a little bit that's that's kind of what we do
0: that's wonderful and i love the name of your practice white smile that i'm in especially yeah. with the pun dr white um you, you i think- know what it's
1: just enough to make it's like a little a little punny um yeah. you know forgive the joke but i i think really like i'm i can be a little cheesy myself and i just i just like that you know it's it's a way to just kind of set the tone um our, our branding looks, you know, nice and professional and things of that nature. And then I think with that kind of little bit of humor, it just kind of captures who we are and what we do.
0: Yeah. Well, and it kind of ties right into um, your desire like what you were saying of, of making people happy. And yeah. what do you look at that makes you happy about the dentist? A uh, white smile, you know? So.
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, it's funny you would mention that there's, there's services that we certainly offer that I think people really have a lot of excitement to about um things that do brighten your smile and bring you know just that part of your body that you project to the world um you know having having a clean smile white um healthy teeth you know the whitening the straightening all all these things are really really you know bring a lot of i think positivity now there's certainly the everyday where you got to say this isn't feeling right i you know i need some care that's maybe not what people have excitement about but when it's a white smile yeah people love that
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's always better in any area that you're going into to have the positive association of what you like about it versus the things that you don't, you know, and what you have to take care Definitely. of. To tolerate.
1: And it's funny, you know, if you can find something to highlight and uh, find, you know, a positive piece to focus on, even when taken as a whole, you can kind of get over those areas that maybe are a little more challenging sometimes.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, and and transitioning into that top practice culture and um, title, what does a top practice mean to you? And and um, you know, just tell us a little bit more about why you think that your practice is a top practice, and and obviously, ess resonated with that and wanting to honor that um, as well.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, and I I was so thrilled and really honored to you know get that recognition from some. Uh, I I think from an organization as reputable as E-Assist and it does, it does mean a lot to us. I think, I think for me, the idea of a top practice is one that's growing in a couple of key areas, um, growing in our culture, growing in our impact, and also just growing in our, um, I would call it identity, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: kind of encapsulate that by trying to be even better, tomorrow than we were today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's really profound, you know, just having the identity of a dental practice, because, you know, I I recently talked to a provider that was brand new to the area and, and they're really trying to resonate with others that are brand new to the area. You know, there's a lot of movement going on right now. And I think just what you had said is really powerful because the identity of the practice, so many people will resonate with your practice over another when they feel that that just extra in, engagement and time to to make it their home and a place that they feel comfortable coming to and they're happy no matter what they have to have done, if it's something that's cosmetic or treatment related, you know, and and I think that's really what sets aside a practice um, from just a normal dental office that you see every, you know, if it's around here, every two to three buildings.
1: Absolutely. I had a nice conversation with one of my patients the other day and she, she kind of highlighted that, you know, I drive past about 50 offices to come see you, Dr. White. I'm like, wow, that's, I appreciate that. And I, I probed that a little. I said, what do you feel makes you, you do that? And, and her answer was such an honor because it kind of encapsulates what our intention is. And what she said was, uh, I feel like you see me as a person. And, and that matters so much because no matter our, uh, our life's experience or even just our day's experience, when you have come to our practice, you're sitting in the chair there for whatever your needs might be, um, you come not as a patient. And sometimes patient can be a cold word, one that's almost less human because really what you are is a human person and you're there to be cared for by another human person. And and that matters, I think, so that when we have kind of a, a pre-brief before the procedure and talk with a patient and say, you know, this is what we're setting out to do. Uh, we will discuss each step with you. None of it's going to be difficult. And, you know, just kind of break down the the work ahead of us um, and coach them through each step of the process. Then it isn't something that's going to be um overwhelming or, or onerous. And, you know, you can't get there by being just cold and clinical. You can't get there by throwing terminology and jargon at patients. You you need to just let them know like, I get it. You know, there might be a piece of this that you're, um, unsure about, or maybe fearful, you know, and that's okay. Especially when we can have those conversations and get on the other side of those emotions. Once you put words to it, it isn't as bad as you think. And, um, you know, we, we can kind of get things done with, with the clinical excellence you need, but kind of adding that other piece in there that just makes it more, um, more human.
0: Right No, And I think that's really awesome because so many times I think we all relate to a medical experience where we just felt like a chart and a number on that chart, you know, and there wasn't that personal approach. And I think in the dental industry, we really have, um, a, unique opportunity that they don't have in a medical setting necessarily. I can, I can relate from a hospital setting um, recently with a loved one. There were so many doctors coming in and out. The next doctor didn't know what the last doctor had said. And I think in the dental industry and the treatment plan acceptance, and just like what you had said is you can still have your clinical excellence, but then at a level that the patient understands and why it's important. And I think like what you just tying right back to that comfort and feeling like they're at home That's really, to me, what makes a top practice as a patient, as a dental team member, and I'm sure you can relate as an owner um, and just kind of setting up what you want the the culture of your practice to be and what your patients, what you want your patients to refer to as well. You know, it's not that corporate stuffy feeling where they're just a production and a number that you have to drive, you know, and your treatment planning may be a little bit over because it's a higher production, even though maybe they needed something lower, you know? And I think that really resonates with patients.
1: I think it does too. Um, so often I find if, if we highlight the truth of what my, my job as a dentist is, and I think that's different than the job as a practice owner, um, but the job of a dentist is first to present information, diagnosis and conditions, provide solutions, and explain those fully, and then let the patient choose. And I think that's an important um, kind of route along. You know, we want our patients to always feel free to make the choice for what they do or don't do with their care. Uh, But it's up to the provider, it's up to the doctor, it's up to the team to inform them so that they can make the choice with all the best information. And we're the source of that information. So you can't really give someone that until you first you know, have created, a, I guess, an environment and also a culture of trust so that they know you do have their best interests at heart.
0: Right. No, I completely agree. And I think that's a great place where we can, you know, help to inspire other team members or dentists or practice owners, right? Exactly with what you said. I mean, just capturing the step-by-step step in that process and that system. To me, it seems like you're creating a, a successful end result, no matter where you're at in the position of the team um, and what impact you make on your day-to-day in the practice. That's really mm-hmm. just the, the lifeline that keeps the practice healthy and growing from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. So I think we're going to go ahead and pause and just take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll be right back to continue Okay. This podcast is sponsored by eAssist Dental Solutions. eAssist helps dentists collect 100% of what dentists are owed by insurance companies. Their dental billing experts work with dentists and their teams to ensure the claim submission process is smooth and that dentists and their staff can focus on patient care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance with the dental billing process, call one 844 e-assist, or visit dentalbilling.com to find out more. So welcome back everyone from that sponsored break. Again, I am so excited to be hosting our top practice award winner, Dr. Mike White of Dr. White Smile, uh, our August 2021 um, top practice winner. So we're going to (laughs) jump right back in to our questions. And we had last ended with, what a top practice meant to you um, and some of those really pivotal areas that are implemented no matter what position is held in the office to kind of create that that feeling. Um, You know, obviously, we are partnered together through eAssist and helping the practice on the back end. I'm curious how having eAssist has impacted the practice and maybe helped to um, obtain that top practice kind of status.
1: No, I think that's a great question. Thank you so much, Um, Rachel. I appreciate that. Going back to something I said a minute ago, I described that my job as a dentist is XYZ and that that's different than the job of a business owner. So kind of switching gears from clinician to business owner a little bit to structure a company such that you can have what we were just talking about, the correct environment for um, comfort and trust for a patient. There's a lot of steps required. Some of them require delegation um, with like high-level uh follow-through and high-level professionalism. That's where eAssist has come in for our practice. Backend can make or break a small company. And when you are a solo practitioner or just a small group, um, you lean really heavy on your, your back-end team. Some of the services that uh are, I think, absolutely transformative for our practice that we participate with the assist are our insurance verification, um, billing and accounting. Now, each of those work together in my practice so that when I'm sitting down, eye to eye, knee to knee with a patient, I've got all of the tools at my disposal to have the intelligent conversation. Um, this is paired in in my practice with modern technology so that we have, um, the rest of the structure of uh, EMR records and imaging at our disposal, of services that can give same-day dentistry for you know pretty profound things and then clinical excellence as well. As far as eAssist Z- goes, when I'm having a conversation with a patient, the first questions I usually get on recommended treatment are related to the time frame, how soon, what's the recommendation, and how much because love it or hate it finances are going to drive every decision that our patients make and by partnering in with the assist and having um a really robust insurance verification done beforehand i can say to the patient with a high degree of certainty not only have we gotten the rough um breakdown of your insurance then my insurance expert Uh, referring to my ESS team member has gone in and looked at the nitty gritty. They've looked at details and limitations and exclusions and all the asterisks and all of the, you know, dental terminology wise, you know, all the downcoding, alternate code, alternate benefits, things like that. At the end of the day, in a moment, I can print and produce a treatment plan for a patient that is exceptionally accurate. And then moving forward, we can pair our business systems into things like what are the financial obligations for the patient? What are their options for payment? And then the second step of eAssist comes in with the billing where our statements are sent electronically. There are um, email and text message options they can click to pay. And then um, our our next eAssist team member will help make sure that the insurance claims get paid and that they get, um, you know, appealed and fought for when they need to. I think any provider has had the experience where insurance companies can be difficult to, you know, pay certain ones are better than others. And um, having someone who I don't then have to take time out of my day to follow up with a narrative, to create a letter, to, you know, have a meeting with someone in the office on how we're going to do this. It's all an autopilot. They, They know exactly what to do. And do it with a level of precision and expertise that is difficult to find um, for everyday dental practices. Then I get to take my human capital, my team on site who are just about the best that anyone could ask for. And they are so free to connect with the patient on an individual basis. They're, They're free to allow the physical ease of their appointment to be at its best, whether that be talking with them, helping them feel comfortable, Or maybe just leave the building as quickly as possible. And some patients are in that headspace where they're there to do what they have to, there may be your feelings of trepidation because love it or hate it, it is dental work. And so great. Then we have got the systems in place to expertly get you in, get you treated with perfection and then head out into the universe. And so um, those are kind of the day to day with the patient, the two main aspects of the assist. Um, and then that real business owner CEO management hat comes on, where at the end of the day, the month, the week, the year, I've got budgets to run, payroll to manage, taxes to deal with, and that's where the accounting side makes sure that everything is where it belongs and um is just kind of buttoned up real neat and tidy.
0: That's really awesome. You know, and I I've, I've always looked at it from a perspective of how we're helping the team. Because obviously I, you know I have some experience from the team perspective, but I love how you touched on the experience from the patient and how just having another resource or tool like you had mentioned, um, it just like having a certain uh, handpiece or something in yeah. the operatory that's going to make that treatment better or fight for that treatment or make their out- of pocket different you know as far as closer estimate that that's really powerful to see um, how it can help to support the patient the practice in the way of the patient experience. Um, so that's, that's pretty profound.
1: Well, and that, you know, that tries to be our, our chief focus as far as the patients are concerned, but I'm glad that you mentioned team. And that's also a critical, I think, juncture. When you shift from that clinician role to the, the owner CEO role, my job is to provide for the people that I lead. My job is to make sure that they are well cared for, secure in their employment happy with their work and that they've got a place to spend their work life that is meaningful and impactful to them. Most of us spend more time at work than we do with our own families and you've got to have purpose in what you do and know that those you work with uh, value you as a person as an individual Um, and so that lets me continue the business structure that I have to you know do the different steps that are necessary to build grow and uh, help promote my team throughout their careers.
0: Yeah, and I think everyone or anyone listening can relate. No matter what employer or employee it it, it um, is is put under in that umbrella, the time that you spend to make sure that the environment, whether you're working there or you're providing work there, is somewhere that they want to return to. Those are the places that aren't tiring. Those are the places that that you see. I've been here for 45 years and I'm ready to retire type of thing um, because they don't want to go anywhere because the environment, you know, it, it, it is kind of, you reap what you sow type of thing. And the work that you put in is the work of the, or is the the culture of the team. I think that sticks by you. And I, I mean, I've seen that before and I know that is just profound. I, I, I can't say um, I've had enough Doctors, or even just business owners, say, This is what I've done for my team to make them enjoy what they do. They're spending more time with me than they are their loved ones. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I think that's a huge takeaway, you know, and just the quality of team member that you're providing um, a, a second home for. You know, that's pretty cool.
1: Well, I really appreciate that. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of different, um, I guess, business philosophies and school of thought out there, everything from, you know, save your spots on your team for just the best people, just the very best ones to, you know, training and things like that. But I guess my belief of of people are if you give everyone um, a great environment with a good system and and good, you know, I get rules to play by is what I was going to say, but I, I don't know how much rules is what I mean, but just truly, you know, they, they know what's expected. They know the structure and how they can grow in their environment. Um, and, you know, that's where kind of like the, the mentors that I have in my life to coach my um, my growth as a business owner have stepped in and, and also helped me kind of uh, develop that culture and that um, ability.
0: Yeah, I think coach is the great word for it, you know, giving those guardrails uh, of what's provided and where you can take that, escalate it, and and succeed from there. Well, and I think that's a great transition into our last question today of just, you know, um, being a provider that that has an established office that's created a great culture, not only for their patients, but for the team. Um, If you had a new provider just walking out of dental school, kind of those fresh eyes into where do I go from here? What would be your best advice um, into kind of implementing a practice of their own or even taking it to that next level, a top practice?
1: Well, those are great questions, Rachel. Um, And those are things that really carry, I think, a lot of interest for me right now, um, where throughout the human experience, each of us don't need to and really oughtn't reinvent the wheel every single time we go through a set of experiences. And those experiences can can grow and sculpt who we are today. And it's taken many many years of of uh, success, but a lot of failures to get to where um, where I am now and where the practice is at this point. Um, sometimes it's our failures we learn the most from. So I would say uh, for the you know for the new doctor, lean into your failures. You'll have them. We all do, and those are where we learn the most. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong, it doesn't mean you are a failure, but it does mean that you can learn what to not do again in the future. And we do this, I I wouldn't say daily, but at least weekly in our practice. If a experience is less than ideal, whether it be an outcome, a clinical condition, uh, patient satisfaction, we will sit as a team and debrief on those things and say, what went wrong? Um just yesterday there was one where a chain of very small um, you know, lacks of follow-through across the team led to a delayed appointment. You know, maybe someone was waiting or something like that. And we can sit as a team and say, okay, this and then this, this and then this, this and then this, each of these things took place. That's very different than accosting one of your team members and say, why didn't you? X, Y, and Z. And until and unless you're ready to lead by example. And really look for the answers to why when something isn't running the way that it ought. Um, That's where I think to answer your second question, that's where if you're wanting to grow to the next level, look inside first. And that's where you're going to find your opportunities, your truths. Some of them are hard to know how, how can I go from where I am today to where I want to be. And that's why you know, what you said a moment ago, I think rings so true. The idea of working with a coach is so important because you can uh, take those dreams, turn them into goals by adding a time frame and accountability, and then break those goals up into pieces that you can digest across periods of time, months, weeks, days, even hours. And then you'll know how to grow and you'll have a plan to get from point A to point B.
0: Right. And even through those points, failing forward and kind of learning through those um, struggles you know is, is a part of the the path of growth it sounds like yeah,
1: absolutely yep that's just pretty awesome
0: <laughs> i think that right there gives a lot of our listeners something like a food for thought to chew on you know and where am i at now where do i want my next step to be does that mean implementing a coach does that mean changing up something in my practice to focus on areas that we've touched on today and maybe how just little implementations will make that sudden change, you know, that they feel amongst the team and, 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 you know, the patients feel that too, you know, and, and, and how your team is interacting together. So, well, I don't think that we could have covered any better of emotion, motivational um, kind of topic when it comes to how to really just take a step back, look at the perspective of the office and, and really regardless of who you are in the office, like what impact you're making in the practice and maybe what difference could be implemented too for for good change.
1: Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate that. It's a joy speaking with you today and being able to work with eAssist. And yeah, thank you so much for your time.
0: Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate it too. You have a great rest of your day and weekend. And um, I look forward to anyone that's going to be able to listen and take away some key pointers from today's. Uh, podcast. So thank you again for, for joining me. To learn more about ESS top practices, visit www.dentalbilling.com and make sure to subscribe to this podcast. So you never miss an episode.